Hello and welcome to the First and Ten Fantasy Show. Um, been a couple of weeks now, so we took last week off and, uh, you know, got some returning guests. Um, first up, I'll introduce David. How are you, mate? Yeah, not too bad. How are you doing? Yeah, not too bad. Yeah, busy at work, but um, so we're recording this a bit later than normal, aren't we? But yeah, pretty good. I mean, the Bears are uh, doing a bit better since we last spoke, aren't they? I mean, it's the Justin Field show, but yeah. our defense mm-hmm. is uh, our defense is dreadful. So just carry on watching Justin and enjoying yeah. it. Well, it's worse things that could happen, isn't there? Really, yeah. little uh, fun to. Yeah, I mean, I can't... Miles, how are you, mate? I'm not sure we can say the same about the Patriots. Uh, not the most fun team to watch, are we? Yeah, but you know, we're we we're running the ball well, and I like yeah. that, so that's okay. And I am going to see the Patriots this weekend, so nice. yeah concerned because i have a really bad track record of watching my teams play live for the first time so <laughs> yeah nice. not not thinking too much about that that's still be a good one yeah off the bye should be pretty good so hopefully uh hopefully you'll get a good game um right this week we are going to run through division by division and uh david and miles are going to give us their buys or sells um great dynasty focused one this one um I mean, might as well get straight into it. No point wasting any time. Um, David, AFC North, um, some pretty big players to pick from there. I mean, who are you buying or selling from there? So from the AFC North, uh, mine is a sell. It's um, Deontay Johnson of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, he's 27 next year. So, you know, uh, people start being turned off of receivers as they hit 27, 28. Um, he's still just about the wide receiver one there, but there's obviously every chance that he's overtaken by George the Madman Pickens. Um, it's probably the last chance to get any value on Deontay Johnson. He still does get a ton of volume as well, so um, he's likely to get volume in the end of this year because obviously Claypool's gone. Um, I just think it's a good chance to sell him, get some value and get younger at wide receiver, maybe pick up a pick as well for 2023. Steelers always seem to take a middle round wide receiver nearly every year and they always seem to develop develop them really well. If Pickens is the one and Deontay maybe falls into a two and then the new guy comes in and he's good as well. Um, Pat Frymuth as well seems to be taking on a bigger role in the offence. He seems to be the guy over the middle that, that Pickett's taken, taken to. So, yeah, for me, just a good chance to get some, some value back on Deontay Johnson, really. Yeah, he's um I mean he's still got plenty of value there, isn't he? I think people can still like him. Um ironic, I mean Kenny Pickett, is he someone you're confident in with these receivers? Do you think he's a good enough player that can carry like Pickens or whoever it is that breaks out? I can't make my mind up on Pickett's uh Kenny Pickett at the minute. Um sometimes I watch him and he does some stuff um that's pretty good. And then sometimes you watch him, he's a bit twitchy in the pocket and he's a bit he's a bit jumpy around the pocket and he's always you know, looking to run fairly quickly as well. So, yeah, I don't know how long he stays in the pocket. I don't, obviously, we've spoke about it before. I don't like the gloves and the little hands. I can't, <laughs> I can't, I can't have the gloves and the little hands. But, yeah, I, I'm, I'm not decided on, on Kenny Pickett yet. What about you, Miles? What do you think? Um, well, on yesterday's podcast, I was just saying, I think people think he's better than he is because you're comparing him to Mitch Trubisky and old Big Ben. So... He's a breath of fresh air compared to those two guys. Yeah. I think he is bad, but I think he the only way is up for him, really. I think the upside is there. You know, he's more mobile than any QB uh, they've had, you know, re- playing recently. Um, 
I just, yeah, I just think his decision making is quite poor. As you said, he's too quick to run quite a lot of the time. And yeah, I think, but a lot of that maybe is the bad O line they've got. So if they get, if they build in front of him a bit more, then we can really see what he's about. But I'm not sold on him yet. The thing is, is the Steelers as well, they will give him a chance. And he, he, to, to be fair to him, He's quite a confident player, and sometimes that takes you that takes you a certain distance as well. But mm. yeah, like you say, the airlines are mess, and they've got quite a lot to do there. So he probably needs next year before you can make any real judgment on him. Yeah, yeah. So he's um, he's an interesting player for sure. And I mean, they say they're going to give him a chance, and I mean, you, you would assume he's probably going to be better than Ben was, but I mean, I'm not sure he showed it particularly so far. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, definitely one to look out for going forward. Um, Miles, what about you? On to the NFC North. Again, some uh, pretty big names in that division and some uh, up-and-coming players. But who are you going for in this one? I'm going for a buy, and my buy is AJ Dillon because at the start of the season, we were told it's going to be 1A and 1A between him and Jones, and it just hasn't been that. Jones has been the guy this year, and... AJ Dillon's usage has just not been very good at all. But Jones is turning 27, t- sorry, t- turning 28 next month. And they've just released Hill. I know he wasn't really a threat, but I just feel like because of his usage, Dillon's value is probably as low as it's going to be for a while. And I don't think you're going to get him on the cheap, but you'll get him for less than he is worth uh, right now. And um, yeah, I think, you know, the. Second round draft capitals there. He's averaging 4.4 yards a carry. So he is a good player. They've invested in him. He's got a future there in Green Bay or somewhere else, but he is a good running back. And right now, I think is the best time to pick him up on for a bit less than he's worth. And, um, I mean, if you're throwing out a trade offer tomorrow, what what what, what are you offering and what do you think a realistic sort of price is to buy him? And that's the thing. I uh, He's <clears throat> always in that annoying annoying price range where no one's going to pay a first for him but a second is nowhere near enough i've got him in in a couple of leagues and i'm not letting him go for a second but i feel like if you're a competing team and you can offer someone a bit older and a a pick or something then maybe you can you know prize him away but yeah for me it's more than a second but i'm not going to pay a first for him yeah, I think I see him go for a, in a league recently for a two and a three, and that probably makes a bit of sense right now because, like you say, he's he's worth more than just a two. He's definitely not worth a first at the minute. Yeah, I like I like the um, I like that though. I definitely like I definitely um, buy AJ. I bought him earlier in the season in in one of our FAT leagues just because I thought he's going to have a slow start because Jones Jones is brilliant. I really like Aaron yeah. Jones. I think he's excellent, but. I just thought as the season went on that Dylan would be used more and more, but it just hasn't happened. So, yeah, I picked him up fairly cheap at mid-season, expected him to fire up a bit more, but he hasn't. So I don't know. Um, but yeah, I agree with you. Jones is 28 next year and Dylan's going to be there for the future as well. So I think that's a really good buy, the uh, the AJ Dylan one. Yeah, for sure. And uh, I mean, the Packers, they're uh, definitely an interesting case. I mean, if Aaron Rodgers leaves this season which I'm not sure is realistic but say somehow they make that happen or he makes that happen I mean is that do you think Dylan's value goes up if Rogers goes or maybe because again if if there's a new QB then the new guy would like might like different guys you know he might like the AJ Dylan dump off or 
maybe you know yeah you just don't really know what's going to happen once that a new qb can change the whole offense so and aj Dillon could be part of that um but yeah i just i just think p is way he's being underutilized and therefore is undervalued so yeah if rogers goes then yeah maybe things open up a bit more for Dylan. who knows but yeah he's definite buy for me right now and is this one more if you're on a contending team or more just one for the future you're looking at this i mean one? i i would i mean if you if you're on a contending team and you have the draft picks to to shift for him then maybe you know just pick him up and he's a good he's obviously an amazing handcuff for, for jones so but yeah as a building team i would definitely he's definitely someone i would target especially if he's on a contending team and they're getting impatient and you know you've got someone a bit older that can produce right now hmm, very nice um, right, David, we'll move on. Uh, AFC East again, another division that's uh, there's plenty of names there. I could, I could see being the buyers or sales in this one, but who, who are you going for? So, this is uh, this is a dynasty buy. Um, I've mentioned him before, I really, I really like him. I liked him coming into the draft as well. Uh, it's Khalil Shakir from the Buffalo Bills. Um, so he's their only slot wide receiver that's under contract next season. They've got Crowder, who's out on IR at the moment, and they've got uh, Isaiah McKenzie. Both of those guys are not under contract next year. They're likely gone. Um, he's in an elite passing offense. The Buffalo Bills, probably one of the best passing offenses around. Um, he started to get more and more of a role in the second half of the season. Um, he had more of a role the weekend just gone as well, and that is with McKenzie fit. Um, next season, you could see the three wideouts of the Bills being Diggs, Gabriel Davis and Khalil Shakir. Um, he's also got the added advantage. He's, he's multifunctional as well. I know he's strictly plays slot at the moment for the Bills, but he, he can play on the outside as well. So if there's any injuries there, then he, he becomes the two or, or you know, he, he moves up into a higher role. So, yeah, I just think you can probably pick him up now if you're a rebuilding team, um, maybe for a late second, early third. And I just think it's worth buying him now because I think next year he could have a fairly decent role. As I said, the Bills are one of the best offences in the league. They've got Josh Allen. They're going to be that way for probably a couple of years. So I just think it's a good time to try and get him if you're rebuilding and uh, you're looking towards the future. And um, so I think the Bills are a pretty interesting case at the moment because... Off the weekend, like, like if to me, it weirdly feels like the people are a bit down on the bills, but I mean, to me, it's absolutely bizarre. But, um, I'll still be getting, having any of them players out there. But, I mean, Miles, do you like uh, here? Is he, is he a player you, uh, yeah, I, I liked him when he was at Boise State. I just I felt like he's got really good hands and he's mm. quite athletic. And yeah, I just he obviously, as, as David was saying, some of the guys aren't going to be there next year, so. That there is the opportunity there for him with a QB that can sling it and is very accurate. And yeah, it's a great passing offense to be in. So yeah, I would definitely. And I, the thing is, a second and a or a third, third is very cheap for him. So I think he's probably valued more than that. But I'm going to throw out some thirds and see if I can get him now because I just thought the consensus was a bit higher. But maybe I'm going to try and throw some low balls in and see if I well, can you, sh- you should have a lot of thirds as well. You like yeah. picking him up. I the love king of the thirds. thirds. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, right, we'll move on to your pit miles. Um, the NFC East, I mean, probably surprisingly good division this year. Um, does that mean some sales out there or are you uh, finding someone to buy? I think I've actually mentioned him before as a buy, but I'm going to say it again. Uh, Gainwell, 
because I just his again as with Dylan, his usage is almost non-existent, but he's still the number two on his team, and I just think that there's no guarantee that Sanders stays. Um, there's, I mean, they might bring in someone in the draft next year because they only invested a fifth round pick in Gainwell, but you, you know that guy might not win the job. I just think Gainwell, you can get him really cheap right now. And again, he's from the magical running back school of Memphis. And uh, yeah, just think that the talent's there. They know it because he played really well in his rookie year, but Sanders is having a great season. So they're just going to give him all the touches. Um, Gamewell's averaging 4.3 yards a carry in his career. He's just, he's a good running back. And, you know, with that Philly O-line, I just think if anything will happen to Sanders or he leaves, then Gainwell's workload goes up. He's good in the receiving game as well. Um, yeah, I just think he's because he's not being used, like Dylan, his value is probably as low as it's going to get for a while. Yeah, yeah he's an excellent, fun. excellent pass catcher as well, isn't he? But um, I think Sanders is a free agent in the uh, in the offseason. Yeah. He's come out in the same year as Montgomery, and I know Montgomery definitely is. Yeah, I mean, so definitely an opportunity there, isn't there? And uh, I mean, in a pretty potent offense. Um, I mean, we've <laughs> seen uh, the wide receivers then have a down couple of games, I guess. Um, any worries about Smith or Brown? Or you just think, uh, nah, nah. I mean, the talents there again, AJ Brown is it's he has these games every so often, all players do, but he's clearly like he caught three touchdowns the other week, like he's you know, he used them all up, I think, in that week, and now he's just you know, he's just proving that he's human again. Um, yeah, I he left no last night's game with an injury, I think, didn't he? I don't think it was all. I don't think it was yeah, all he had just... an injury, but he had an injury, but he come back in, didn't he? But yeah, um, yeah I, don't, I don't think he was right. Yeah, yeah but say if it, if he's come back in, it's a good sign, isn't it, for going forward? Mm. Um, he's um, he's a, he's a weird one though. He's not as bad as a boom or bust, but he's he can be a bit like that. I've had him mm. um, for a couple of years in our PCH league, and. Yeah, he's you know you say some people would be more bust, and it's just a bit of a disservice to him. But he's a little bit like that. He'll have weeks when he's hitting 30, 20, 30 points, and then he'll have a, a week where he scores four, and you're like, "Where's he gone?" But um, yeah, I do love him though. So it's almost a touch of the Amari Coopers, isn't it? <laughs> like you know, it just has these weird weeks where it just doesn't seem to uh, score anything, but then uh, yeah, you can't really drop him, can you? No, no you've got well, to like, put drop him in boom weeks. Yeah, for sure. Um, David, um, AFC South, where you go? Where are you going with this one? Because I mean, there's some pretty, pretty brutal, brutal-looking teams in that division, isn't there? But um, anyone you like the look of? So this is a this is a dynasty sell. Um, I actually really like him, and he's having a really, really good season. And it, it, it is purely on on the reason that you could be able to sell him quite big at the minute. Um, it's Christian Kirk from the Jacksonville Jaguars. So he's only 25 years old. He's probably got a couple of years before the, the sell point anyway, but um, he's had huge volume this season. He's literally been Trevor Lawrence's main guy. I know Zay Jones is there and Evan Ingram's there, but Trevor's guy has been Christian Kirk. My issue is whether he can maintain that volume next season because Calvin Ridley's obviously been signed for next season. There's also a chance the Jaguars draft a big-bodied wide receiver as well. And his volume's going to go down. Ridley's going to get targets. If Ingram stays, he's going to get them. The new, a new guy might get targets. So this is purely a sell if you can get a, a really good price for him because he's been excellent. And you see, I think he scored 
34 points at the weekend. Um, he's been really consistent this season. Like I say, he's had tons and tons of volume. But will he ever get this volume again? That's that's my thing. And he's 25 years old. He's probably got a couple of years. So people will probably have interest in him as like a volume guy. But I just don't know if he's ever going to get this volume he's had this season ever again. So, yeah, um, I like him. But, um, yeah, like I say, if you can get really good value and sell high, then I'd, I'd probably sell him high because he's not going to have this again. I mean, obviously, he is getting that volume. If you're someone who's contending and, you know, you just need... A wide receiver in now. We've had a few injuries of late. Is, is he somebody you would maybe go after if you could get him for a decent deal? Yeah, so I picked him up in, uh, I think, two leagues where I'm contending. So, And he's been really good. I picked him up in um, the DeCampo League where maybe I'm sort of kind of contending. But, um, yeah, I picked him up there and he's, he's been really good. So, yeah, if you're a contender, he's probably one to pick up. But, um, yeah, my, my selling point is only if you can get really good value for him at the minute. Yeah, I mean, Miles, what do you think of Kirk? Do you like him or is there anyone else? I've never been him? sold on him, really. I think he's decent, but I've never... You know, you know when the the contract announcements made that he was on £17 million a year and we knew that was going to just destroy the wide receiver market? I was like, What's he, why are they paying him that much? Maybe this year he's kind of proved to be almost worth it, but I've just never been fully sold on him, but a lot of people are. So I think sell him to someone that is sold on him because... I'm not. And again, as David said, don't just sell him on the cheap. Get max value because I think there is value there, especially for someone contending this year. But this is likely to be probably his best year. So, yeah, just think uh, cash in whilst you can. That's fair. And I mean, David, is there anyone else on that offense that's catching your eye or is uh, is Kirk the only one? Uh, Travis Etienne, I really, really like. I've tried to pick up wherever I can. I think he's, um, I think he's excellent uh, rusher and uh, catching out of the backfield as well. He's one I'd really want for next season, or, or even the running for this year, because he's he's getting lots of the volume on the ground. I, I think the only other guy there is Jamichael Hasty, and I think Snoop kind of gets a run out for a couple every now and then. But um, it is literally just Travis Etienne and, and Christian Kirk really there. Yeah, for sure. Um... Moving on then, Miles, um, NFC South, where, where are you going there? Um, this is not obviously, uh, this guy is huge, very, very, very good player, but just because of how this season's gone for him, I think his price again, like the other two, is low. And it's Kyle Pitts, because he is, I don't know what Atlanta are doing. I don't know what they're doing with him. It's it's embarrassing, really. Like they're just not using him properly. Um, against the Panthers on a fourth down passing play, they had him pass blocking. I I understand. I re- I don't get it. So I don't see the point in if you're trying to win now. He is holding you back right now. Well, no, the Falcons are holding you back. But yeah, I just I love the guy. I think he's super talented. He's a freak athlete, but. This year is not his year and people are going to get impatient and he's still going to be expensive, but he's going to be more expensive next year because hopefully they figure out how to use him. Yeah, it's um, it's actually a bizarre case, isn't it? Atlanta. I mean, I assume that Drake London is a similar situation for you, is it, Miles? 
Yeah, I mean, I think again, it seems to be one or the other each each week. It's like they can't. I mean, again, not fully blaming the coaches here, but you know, Mariota isn't exactly a stud QB that's going to support um, a lot of players in terms of fantasy or just real life production, really. Um, but yeah, just think him and London. It was I was torn between him and London, but I picked him because of you know positional scarcity yeah. in fantasy, but. Yeah, I think London is London seems to be you know getting it done a bit more, and they're using Kyle Pitts wrong. They they you know London is running his routes and getting decent air yards, but he's you know they're just not being targeted or whatever. Pitts is being asked to block on a fourth down passing play. Like what are you doing? That's really stupid. That's not how you use your arguably your best catcher. You know, so yeah, because of how he's being used, not just the like not being targeted and stuff like that because of how he's being used. I just think this season he's not, it's, it's not relevant in fantasy really this season, is he? So get him on the cheap whilst you can, because there aren't many better uh, tight ends in, well, fantasy or real football really, is there? So get him whilst you can. And David, I mean, I know this is a uh, subject that we've definitely spoken about before, but I mean, the Falcons, what are your thoughts of Pitts? Is it just... It's just so frustrating, isn't it? If you're if you've got pits anywhere, yeah. I mean, I've got him on um, a couple of contending sides, and you have to play him. You have to play him every week just because of what he could do. But you know, it's getting to a point now where I've I've considered trading him in a couple, and I don't really want to. And it's like I've I've actually considered it, but I don't understand the Falcons. You know, they they've done two years running. They've done. You've used a lot of draft capital on London and Pitts. Didn't take Justin Fields one year. They've taken two high-end receiving talents, and they've decided to be a running side. It's like I don't, I don't understand how, why <laughs> why you would do that. It's just beyond stupid. But Arthur Smith, I mean, he gets credit for being a smart, uh, offensive coach, but he can't seem to scheme up his mismatched tight end, who's a generational talent. So I don't know. They've, they've to be fair, the Falcons have done fairly well this year, but. Pitts and London have just been a massive frustration. You just have to, you have to hold both. I mean, I can't trade Pitts even where I'm contending, but you have to hold both and hope that they get a, that either Dan, uh, Desmond Ridder comes in or or they get a guy next year. Because as Miles said, Mariota can't support both of those guys, and it's just a running offense at the moment. Yeah, it's um, it's pretty brutal, isn't it? If you've got either of those players in your, in your team, because you've probably invested quite a lot in them. As well, mm. not just the Falcons, but in fantasy tales, you probably invested some decent uh, capital in them to have them there. And then, yeah, just been so frustrating. Um, right, David, final one then. Um, what were we on? The West? <laughs> lost, lost track. Yeah, AFC West. Um, who are you buying or selling here? So this one is in conflict pretty much with uh, how I feel about the player because I'm not really a fan of the player, but it's um, Isaiah Pacheco from the Kansas City Chiefs. Um, as I say, I'm, I'm not really a fan of the player. Uh, it's very rare that you get a seventh round pick that um, has long-term dynasty value. Um, there's always the chance they could draft another running back next year. I just think that his role could grow now this season. Um, he's looked fairly good as a, uh, the last few weeks as purely a runner. Um, and Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is dropping and dropping and dropping. He's got, um, I think he had two snaps at the weekend, two snaps for 
the whole game. So they're slowly phasing Clyde Edwards-Hilaire out of the offence. Sad for me personally, because I was a fan of Edwards-Hilaire when he came out, but um, Dynasty, you can't ignore the situations or ignore how it's going to look uh, in the future. Uh, McKinnon's got quite a good role there, um, but he's gone next year. Um, if um, Pacheco has a hot uh, end to this season, say like if you get Pacheco now for whatever, maybe I don't know, a third or a late second, and he has a uh, hot end to the season, you've also got the chance to maybe sell him on, on the hot streak that he may have. Um, yeah, I mean, he, he's probably got a role next year, but they could always draft a guy. You know, they've got no, they've got no, um, they're not going to be, be that worried about burning a seventh round pick. So I, I don't know how his long-term value is, but um, I just think that in the next few weeks, he's going to have a couple of, uh, big weeks because he's he's probably their number one runner at the minute and they've got quite a good schedule in regards to running backs so I think he could flash uh, in the next few weeks so maybe try and pick him up now for a third late second third and then uh, see how he performs at the end of the season but um, yeah just a, a cheap gamble really for, for this season um, if you're a contender for some depth but um, see where it goes after that really you could always sell him high if he does well and I mean, if you are a contender, you, are you happy to give up like a late second? If you, so if you're a contender, you're assuming your pick's going to be fairly late. Would you be happy to take that gamble if you need a running back? Yeah, it's one of them gambles that's probably worth taking for a late second. Because as I say, Edward Solera literally dropped out of the offence now. It, lo it looks like Pacheco and McKinnon going forward. But McKinnon's strictly there as the passing down back and... There was an excellent uh, clip of him in pass protection at the weekend where he literally looked like an offensive lineman. And uh, even Patrick Mahomes retweeted and, and commented on it saying uh, he was a beast in pass protection. So McKinnon's obviously got his value at that end of the game. But um, Pacheco looks like he's going to be their number one runner in the next few weeks. And, and they've got, as I said, they've got a good schedule for running backs. So try and get him now. It's one of them gambles you have to take because if it hits and you've picked him up for a late second, then you're laughing. And Mars on Edwards Alaire. Um, well, is he somebody you would take a chance on trying to pick up for? I mean, at this stage, you could probably pick him up for close to nothing. Um, I mean, is, is he somebody you take a chance on? If if a frustrated owner wants to get rid of him, then yes. But I still feel like it's. I think anyone who has Clyde Edwards Alaire probably paid a substantial amount for him and doesn't want to give him up and then you have the sunken cost fallacy and all that and I just I don't think it is going to be easy to pick him up on the cheap but again right now very very low value so maybe maybe you could pick him up somewhere but if KC can't get production out of him with their good O-line and a potent offense then maybe it's just not going to work for him anymore you know what's the, what's which is the, sad what's the price on him at the minute what's the what's the edwards hilaire price at the minute i mean i, I don't even know what would you say yeah honestly i think well, it's just going to vary so yeah. much isn't it i think from one league to the next it's going to be completely different i, I think there's people that's going to be sick of him on there and then there's gonna be people that still hold out hope for him but yeah i, I mean i really liked him but two snaps at the weekend i mean he's yeah even... it's poor it's not he's, he's not even injured i mean how does that happen two snaps like what's... first round pick What's strange is I don't think he's been that bad when he's actually played this year. <laughs> like, I think he's actually been all right. Yeah, yeah, I agree. They just obviously something just got on there. Maybe just, you know, maybe just a, a bit of a clash of personalities or something like that. I don't really know. But I mean, for me, he's definitely worth a punt, isn't he? Like, if you, if you can pick him up for 
again, similar sort of price, late second, third, and just hope that maybe in the future he, he moves on and finds somewhere. But yeah, definitely a tough buy or sell, I think, for Edwards Alaire because yeah, the value is all over the place. I mean, they're not going to take up his... I think it's next year where they get a chance to take his fifth-year option. They're not going to do that. It wouldn't surprise yeah. me if they if they cut or traded him. And I don't know, maybe maybe Joe Burrow puts a word in and uh, gets his pass catching back behind Joe Mixon next year. I don't know, because I don't think Samaji Pirine's under contract either. So, yeah, maybe Burrow would like him back there because he, he, he loved him, didn't he, at um, yeah. LSU? Yeah. Yeah, one of the players that could definitely benefit from a fresh start this stage, isn't he? Mm. Um, Miles, NFC West, uh, who's uh, catching your eye there, or who, who are you trying to get rid of? Um, I am going to try and sell Keontae Ingram because Eno Benjamin has just been released, and James Connor is still not very good at football and very injury prone. So there's a good chance that Ingram gets a lot of value this year, but again, he was a very late round pick and. He, I like him. I do actually really like him, but I just think he was a late round pick. They're not going to worry about, you know, burying him in the depth chart next year because I think they'll they'll bring in a, a couple of running backs maybe through the draft or free agency because I I think they're worried about Connor long term. I know he's still under contract next year, but yeah, I think a lot of people are going to see this situation as Keontae Ingram is here to you know maybe break out next year or or get some good work in this year, but not fully sold on him but he was very cheap in draft so I took my chance on him and you know he's been he had one decent game but I think people are maybe thinking he's gonna have a few more this year and maybe he will but long term I don't think there's a lot of value there and you know people are reactionary in fantasy football and I think the Benjamin being cut and uh, Connor being hurt a lot is gonna uh, bump his value a bit I mean, what has got what has gone on there with Eno Benjamin? Because I don't know. Was, yeah, when he's played. He's looked good. I think. I think what I read was it's um, basically like a dispute over playing time. I think they see Connor as the clear one, and I think he doesn't. Which uh, I guess yeah. fair enough. That's what I read basically. That it's just dispute over that. But yeah, it was a bizarre, bizarre cut, wasn't it? He's been uh, he's been picked up by the Texans this season. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. Not the worst landing spot for him, is it? It's uh, definitely a place where he can get a chance again. Probably not too dissimilar situation to what he's in now, I wouldn't have said. Yeah, I mean, Pierce is the clear number one, but if he goes down, there's a chance there, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, definitely an odd situation. Um, right, well, that brings us to the end of our buys and sells there. Um, we'll move on to our college focus. Um David, I'm going to leave this one to you to uh, pronounce. I know you've uh, got it down. Um, but who are you looking at this week? So I'm going to, first off, I'm going to use his full name. It's Israel Adewale Abinkanda. So okay. he's the right back of the uh, Pittsburgh Panthers. Uh, he's known as uh, Izzy, Izzy Abinkanda. Uh, he's a three-star recruit out of uh, Abram Lincoln High School in Brooklyn, New York. Uh, recruited to the Pittsburgh Panthers, who compete in the uh, the ACC, generally regarded as the second best uh, college conference uh, behind the SEC. Uh, other no- notable colleges in there include Clemson, Duke, Florida State, NC State, and Notre, Notre Dame. Um, he's 5'11", 215 pounds, so he's a really good bell cow size. 
He's got no official 40 time on record as yet, but there are rumours that he could run into the four threes or four twos. He's very, very quick and explosive. Um, as a true freshman uh, in 2020, only seven games, 95 total yards, average of 3.4 yards, so nothing special in his freshman season. Uh, sophomore season, 2021, he started to show improvement, uh, 651 total yards with a 5.3 average. It's been this year, his junior year, that... Um, Abanikanda has uh, exploded onto the scene more. He stepped into a larger role after an injury to Rodney Hammond and uh, he's, in, he's embraced the bell cow role of the offence. In September against Tennessee, obviously Tennessee are good this year as well. He rushed for a 76-yard touchdown, uh, finished a game of 154 total rushing yards and he's, he's grown by game by game since then, really. Um, he went for 133 yards against Western Michigan uh, and then 177 total rushing yards against Rhode Island. Um, at the end of week four, Abanikanda led the ACC in all-purpose yards as well on the ground. So he's literally on fire. Um, he suffered a shoulder injury a week later and was seen on the sideline with his arm in a sling. But um, he made a miraculous recovery a week later. And this was the game that kind of put him on the national scene. They played Virginia Tech and he scored six touchdowns in the one game and he went for a total of 320 yards, uh, breaking Hall of Famer Tony Dorsett's single game record. So, yeah, six touchdowns and 320 rushing yards. If you can, um, try and catch the uh, the YouTube of, of that game against Virginia Tech because it was special. And that was the one that sort of brought him to national prominence as well. Um, he's decent in the pass game out of the backfield um, for, for simple dump-offs and screens, but it's, it's likely something that he'd need to work on going forward. Um, he's a willing pass blocker, but again, probably something he'd need to work out at the pro level because they like him to be exceptional with the pass blocking. Um, he's got very good vision, uh, makes good decisions when either exploding through lanes or, or trying to make the edge. He's so quick that he, he makes the edge quite a lot. Excellent contact balance as well. Uh, really good cuts. His speed on tape looks looks really, really impressive. If you watch him, he just has that extra gear that the special players have. He just he hits the he hits the pedal and he's gone. He's he's like I say, watch the video of him, he's explosive. Uh, very smooth runner as well. Um, huge big playability, but he also has a long distance speed. So he's not one of those that's quick to start and then he slows. He he can keep it up. Um I think he'd have immediate success as a runner in the NFL, but obviously needs work on, on stuff like pass catching and, and the pass blocking and things like that. He's rising up the boards week on week. And like I said, after that game against Virginia Tech that brought him to national prominence, people, the eyes have been on him. People have been watching him more and more every week. And yeah, he's, he's moving up boards very quickly. Um, the 2023 running back class is ridiculous. Um you got the top end guys like Bijan Robinson, Zach Evans, Jameer Gibbs, Tank Bigsby, and Sean Tucker. But then there's also guys like uh, Zach Charbonnet, Blake Corum, and uh, Israel Abanikanda. So you're going to have decent picks for uh, for your running backs this year um, with the early guys, with the mid round picks, and with the late round picks. But um, he's just one to keep an eye on. You know, he could be he could go in the second or third round in the NFL. So it could be available in, I don't know, late round twos in, in your rookie drafts. But yeah, he's definitely one to keep an eye on. Very, very explosive and quick. I, I'm interested to see his uh, testing numbers at, at the Combine as well, just to see how he does test it out. Nice. And then Miles, is he, is he someone you've uh, 
had a look at? Are you, are you keen yeah. on Yeah. Um, again, just going back to the pass protection thing, him and uh, Hammond actually have both spoken publicly about how they've improved on their pass protection. And But it is definitely something that he does need to improve on because, again, that makes you a three down back in the NFL yeah. if you can if you can stop a pass rush. So, yeah, something he needs to improve on. But, yeah, again, great long speed, great getting to the edge um, and decent hands, although he doesn't catch it a lot at the moment. He has shown that he can, so hopefully that's something he can take into the NFL and build on. Right, and um, I mean, Miles, you've been off for a couple of weeks now. How, how's your fantasy uh, season's been going? I uh, just had my best week this season. Um, won seven, lost two. So, yeah, pretty good. Um, in the first and ten Ryan Suckup League, I... I mean, I mean, I'm, my team is tanking. We are doing very badly. I just I sold my starting QB, um, so I'm kind of stuck with Trevor, who obviously didn't have a great week. So, yeah, not doing great. Some costly injuries, but it's a long term project. So, yeah, is uh, that the one where you keep accidentally winning? Is that that one? That yes, talking. it is. It is that yeah. one. Yeah, that I went, went into the week five and four, but I'm still fourth from bottom in terms of max pf so i'm gonna have a good draft spot but yeah i'm somehow if i accidentally win the whole thing obviously won't be complaining but yeah seems to accidentally keep winning so is there yeah. anyone uh is there anyone zero and ten in that league do you know uh it's you you <laughs> yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah you'll be you'll be at 101 so enjoy well, that lottery there isn't it so si? who knows maybe maybe will maybe will won't. it be cj oh, will it be Bijan? who will it be I don't want to go zero and fifteen or sixteen, whatever it is, and then end up with one oh four because of a draft lottery as well. Yeah. <laughs> the draft lottery can be brutal, can't it? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, David, how how's your uh, how's your season going now? Yeah, my sides have kind of picked up um, the last couple of weeks and um I think twenty plus leagues or whatever re- redraft and dynasty. I think I had about fifteen or sixteen winners. So my sides are kind of, I had a crap start in um in redraft, but they've all picked up and um yeah, my dynasty's been going well, losing where I need to lose in, in those zero and ten leagues. So <laughs> yeah, um going fairly well re really, last few weeks. I had a yeah, bit of a dodgy start, but it's it's picked up kind of uh, evened itself out. It's it's dreadful when those teams you just you want them to lose and somehow you score ninety <laughs> points and get a win or something. It's the worst, <laughs> isn't it? But uh yeah, you do. I mean, where we missed last week, um, got a lot to catch up on in a Taysom Hill watch. So, David, <laughs> um, how's he been doing? So, yeah, week nine, uh, he, had, he had a big one. He, uh, he had one rushing attempt for six <laughs> yards, uh, 1.72 points. Uh, week 10, three rushing attempts for one yard. And he scored minus zero point one zero points, so that probably probably means he's set for thirty points this week. Knowing knowing Taysom, yeah, he's uh, tough to predict. I think that's the uh, the polite way of putting it. But um, I mean, when when you've got Andy Dalton in there, you can't really can't really be taking him out to get the to get Taysom in there, can you? Um, they're talking about uh, they're talking about going back to Jameis this week, which is yeah. which is yeah. the right Good. thing. Isn't it? There's just a lot more upside with James, isn't there? I mean, yeah, if you've got any Saints players out on, on your teams, I think you want James in there, really, don't you? Yeah, yeah gunslinger. Yeah. yeah, sure. Right, well, I think that brings us to the end of the show. Uh, David, where can people find more from you? Uh, I can be found on Twitter at AdjustRanking20. Wait, and uh, Miles, what about you? Uh, on Twitter, with amazing opinions, at Miles Burrell. 
Lovely. And uh, you can find us at first and ten underscore. Um, that'll be that for this week. Um, we will be back next week. Um, I don't know if Sean will be joining us. Maybe the first uh, four four man fantasy show since I think the first one of the season. But um, well, we so. could um, we could do a special because he he's been in New York at the Giants yeah. game and he he's, we were sending me messages and and pictures of the tailgating. So maybe he yeah. can do a special on the tailgating. Yeah, nice. And Miles, you, you might be able to as well. So yeah, well, I get back at. Uh, what time we get back at like 6 30 in the morning on tuesday so oh, lovely yeah I, I will be here but i don't know if i'll actually be awake yeah, for uh we'll see boston versus new york tailgate uh stories yeah yeah, yeah. it's the jets this weekend isn't it yes it is, yeah. Game, yeah i mean it'll be a good game hopefully anyway should uh should hopefully kill i don't care Wilson. if it's a bad game i just want us to win but yeah. like it, it could it could be three nothing and that's fine as long as we win yeah I'm going at Christmas for the uh, or the Christmas Eve game. So, yeah, feel, feel very similar. Just just want to see us win. Yeah, just want to win. Yeah. Right, well, I hope you have a good one there. And, um, yeah, I guess that wraps us up. And I'll see you, well, we'll see you, sorry, next week. Yeah.